This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast, episode 277 the best and worst Disney live-action adaptations. Welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, the number one place to get your animation fix with animation addicts just like you. Each episode, we dive into the wonderful world of animation featuring Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, and everything in between. From hilarious discussions and movie reviews to interviews with industry insiders, this show's mission is to brighten your day through our love of animation. So hop on your nerdy couch, grab some snacks, and get ready to hang out with your animation besties because it's time to dive into today's episode. Hey there, animation addicts. I'm your host, Morgan Stradling. And I am Chelsea Robson. And we are back for another Nerdy Couch discussion episode. This one is a patron submission. So we've kind of wrapped up these big, long series that we've done. We've got a lot of really great feedback about the Pixar discussion, ranking the Pixar eras and the Disney eras. People have loved those discussions. So we're going to take a pause for a little bit until we can think of the next batch to do. And we're going to some of our patron questions. So one of the perks of being a patron is that you get to give suggestions for our Nerdy Couch discussion episode. So this is by Matthew L. And he asks, what are the best and worst Disney live action adaptations? Oh, boy. Oh, this is definitely opening up a soapbox <laughs> and a big can of worms. Yeah, there's, there's Chelsea is going to step on her soapbox and open a can of worms at the same time. <laughs> Look so get, at these worms, people. Look at them. <laughs> get ready, guys, because we got a lot to talk about. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
we have a list here and hopefully it's complete. Although I did notice that um, Pete's dragon was missing from this list on Wikipedia. So we'll insert that as needed. And it's, it's hard because these are really what classifies as a live action adaptation is if it's a live action remake of an animated film. So I think that's probably why Pete's dragon isn't on the list. Probably. So that's the Wikipedia. what we'll stick with. We'll stick specifically. They have to be a remake of an animated, like a Disney animated film and not necessarily um, other properties. So, I mean, to be honest, Pete's dragon wouldn't go up on my, on my high list for either. <laughs> <laughs> like, whether it's on the list or not, I don't think I would put it up high. So right now there are 18 here. And then, gosh, probably about 20 that have been announced, which is crazy. Oh, no. remember, remember that period of time about 2016 when they just kept announcing these uh-huh. again and again. And it was just a joke. Every, every movie is going to get a live action remake. And it's kind of like, why? And you know what? I, I still feel that way. Why? There a lot of them. Some of them aren't good. So no. Yeah. Sorry to spoil it early on, (laughs) but let's jump back to the very beginning before these remakes every two seconds was a thing. Let's go back to 1994, December Christmas day. We have Rudert Kipling's the jungle book based on the jungle book. And this one, I remember, I, and this I don't remember the other ones, but this one was, I remember watching multiple times. I loved it. It was very good. I really like this one. It's got great casting. Uh, it's a different take on the whole story as far as, you know, Mowgli is older. He's super hunky. He's just, he's got all this thing going for him. And then you also have Carrie Elwes as Captain William. And he also played Wesley in The Princess Bride. So I always thought it was kind of cool to be have him play the villain in this one. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, there were a lot of things in this that I really like. John Cleese. I mean, come on, who doesn't love John Cleese in a great film? Um, so I, I remember loving this and thinking it was kind of cool that they had, the animals were there, but they weren't particularly talking and it was just kind of felt very real and completely like out of this world. But I just, I liked it. And I still have it. And it's still one that I'd be like, yeah, let's totally watch that. Mm-hmm. And so what are the, one of the trends that you're going to see, um, not so much early on, but as we get moving into the mid 2010s, is you're going to recreate the original, almost uh-huh. scene by scene, dialogue by dialogue, word by word, or are you going to do a spin on it and make it different, make it unique, make it obviously based on, but it's its own thing. And with yeah. the Jungle Book, you have a, the source material. There's so much that was cut. Right. There's multiple books. And so they, you know, they did what I rightfully, for me, is the right path to go, where it's make it your own thing, make it different, make it unique, make it stand out. You, you know, we will see with some of these, it's like you're trying to be the original. I would <laughs> rather just watch the original. Right. So let's go to the next one, 101 Dalmatians, n- November 27th. 1996. I do remember all the promo for this one. Being I was very for excited this for this one, and it was good. I it was Actually, good yeah. for what I what I recall. I mean, I honestly can't tell you the last time I've seen this movie, but it's totally different. Yeah, and I I like I remember liking it. Uh, I remember 
being like, yeah, this was this was fun. I liked seeing how Glenn they Close. did different things. Glenn Close, I mean, was made for this role. I don't think that there's anybody else that they could have chosen to do this one. <laughs> I just remember at the very end there. So Roger is a computer game designer programmer. Right. And he makes this game at the very end of the Dalmatians in like a mine cart. And it's like the final demo that he's showing off. And yeah, and it looked like the coolest game in the world to me. <laughs> I know. And I wanted to play it so bad, but turns out it was just a fake game they made for the movie. It never wah, existed. Wah. Yeah, so. <laughs> Lame. Cause trust me, I would have bought it. That was right. perfect product placement. That but... it would have been. Yeah. Especially <laughs> that ending scene, you know, of, of her going down the mine cart and <laughs> it's yeah, like, Oh, yeah. Great villain, mate. Yes. <laughs> Great villain, yes. mate. All right. You've got a sale. <laughs> I liked how they changed it to him being, you know, a game designer as opposed to a musician of this of the time. I I liked what they did with it. And I still quote the old ladies by the bay or by the by the lake. We're like, I don't think he wanted to do that. <laughs> like it's still on a thing that I quote almost weekly, at least coming wow. out. Wow. Well. It left its paw print on you. Right. <laughs> it's because there's always something that I'm like, I don't think I wanted to do that. <laughs> so next good up, times. 102 Dalmatians. Now I, this came out November, November 22nd, 2000 directed by Kevin Lima of a goofy movie fame. Mm-hmm. I can't speak to this movie. I never saw it. I did. I didn't really like it. <laughs> and I felt, that's all we have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really like it. I felt like it was weird because they're trying to like bring on like Pavlov's dog and the fact that the big Ben bell rings and therefore mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. ends up at one point in time. She's, I love the puppies. Oh, I love them all. But then the moment the bell rings for like the 12th time or something, it switches her back to her old person. And I mean, I get what you're trying to do. I get it, but it just didn't seem like it was trying to do anything new with any of the characters. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of like a, a, it felt like a money grab, Mm -hmm. even as a kid. Mm -hmm. I was like, Mm -hmm. meh. Yeah. So then we skip a decade. I mean, this, these just happened to be a few that they had done in the nineties. We really skipped the two thousands as a whole, but I understand. I I feel like because 102 Dalmatians didn't go off the way that they would have wanted is the reason why they skipped the decade. It wasn't needed. I, they did the remake and it was good, but you know, of course we will see it's like, well, but what about more? (laughs) What What about about more? more? So we have (laughs) Alice in Wonderland directed by Tim Burton in March 5th, 2010. And actually Chelsea and I just read an interesting article that he had done talking about how he's essentially done with Disney. And this poor guy really has, and I think this is kind of not common in the movie industry, but you're just treated like very disposable. He has been fired and rehired so many times by Disney over his career. Um, It's, it's like a horrible relate, horrible boyfriend or girlfriend you keep coming back to, you know, but he says he's done, but at this point in time, he came back and this movie was wild, totally different, totally unique. I remember the marketing for this movie. I remember, I mean, it's just, it's not the same. It's similar characters, obviously it's based on the same book and uh, you know the movie, but they, he took it in a totally Tim Burton direction and it's good for that reason. Yeah. I've only really seen it maybe once or twice, but I enjoyed it um i don't love it where i have to keep going back and rewatching it but over a billion dollars this did so this was a phenomenal home run for them 
Yeah, I I don't remember enjoying it. Um, I just, I have a weird... It's very Tim Burton. And yeah, so no, it that is. alone is kind of going to put you off, maybe. Right. Um, and I kind of feel that way, too. It's just sometimes it's just not my vibe, you know? Yeah, not it that was... It's bad. It, yeah, I, I just don't vibe along with it. Um, but I... I can respect the man for trying to do something incredibly different and doing his own thing. Like, great. Um, it mm-hmm. seems if you're looking at the tomato reader, I don't think that any of the, the critics gave it 51 and the fans or the audience gave it a 55. So it's obviously it's not, uh, we were not alone in our dist like mm-hmm. distaste mm-hmm. for it. But once again, it's like, I don't fault him as, the creator necessarily, but more, more or less maybe the wrong or, um, not for every audience. Yeah. Then we skip four years. So we still haven't hit our stride of multiple of these oh, a year. Is this a stride or is just a, like, <laughs> I don't know if I would say hit our stride. I would, I would call this more of like a, a, a black pit, <laughs> like just falling okay, down. We haven't fallen into the black pit of abyss of remakes. Okay. The <laughs> so next up is Maleficent, May 30th, 2014. Now I, based on Sleeping Beauty, obviously I remember being so excited for this. It was cool. It was Angelina Jolie. It was obviously going to be totally different because Uh it was focused on her as a villain. And then, you know, as I saw this movie, I just kind of realized, do we have to give villains these sympathetic backstories, which is ultimately what it did. Right. Um, Which we'll see more of this throughout. I mean, it's just a totally different story, though. Like, this is like a whole other universe. Exactly. And that's, and that's okay. And I think Uh that's what makes it different. That's what makes it unique. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, well, this is the live action retelling of, you know, her story. It's, it's a different universe. Like you said. Yeah. I, I remember going into this being very open-minded because I just, I did think it was really cool. I thought she fit the role like aesthetically. She was made so well. And so all of that in like in the animations, like everything, the effects, everything just looked like it would be amazing. And it really Mm -hmm. was like that on that side, everything visually was aesthetically so, so cool to watch. Um, Critics give it 54, audience 70. I was I would be leaning more toward the 54. I wasn't a fan Mm -hmm. after watching it, but I. I do recognize after seeing like the number two, um, the, I, I, I rec, I recognize that it is another universe. And yeah. if I think about it as being an entirely different universe, then I'm able to like, let go of a lot of criticisms for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So next up is Cinderella based on the Cinderella of the same name, April 15th, 2016. Now I remember this. I remember there was, uh, the first photo that was released of her riding the horse and just the casting, which was kind of interesting. And I adore this movie. This movie Hearts. gets it right. Yes. It, it's not trying to be Cinderella. It gives, uh, there's different characters. You know, the, the stepmother has a bit of a backstory to her as to why she kind of is the way she is, but it's not necessarily sympathetic in a way it's not right you know, to, to redeem her how horribly she's treated her i really love what they do with the prince and how 
you he she meets him early on, but she doesn't know he's him still. Mm-hmm. And they really form a relationship, which we see, which isn't so just surface level, love at first sight sort of thing. Um, not that that's bad in Cinderella. It is what it is. And that's right. great. There are those stories, but this just gives it a little bit more depth and there's higher stakes later. He's the one who kind of, well, we see at the end, um, he's involved in going to rescue her, not rescue her, but well, yeah, I guess he does rescue yeah. her. because She's trapped, but you know, to find her again. Uh-huh. And it's just different. It's just a, it's a Cinderella story. There's been many of these over the years, but you look at this and you're not saying, oh, that's a copy or a total remake of the original. There's elements, but it stands alone. And that is the key to yeah. a great live action remake is that yeah. the, the live action one stands alone, doesn't need the other one to prop it up or even to reference. You know, of course, they're going to throw in the little references of the mice and this and that just to you know, give you a little Easter egg, but it's not critical. I agree. They take out parts when needed and swap out new things. I love you know, this keep one. The care- yeah. I felt like um, even, even having Helena Bottom Carter coming in as the godmother is just like such a twist on who I expect her to be. <laughs> but oh, yeah. I felt like she did a great job. <laughs> and uh, Kate Blanchett, oh my gosh, there's just so much to love about her style. Uh, every outfit is just like, yes, I love it. <laughs> it's so pretty. And everything worked with this movie. I mean, Lily mm-hmm. James as Cinderella just did yeah. a, a really great job. Richard Madden, I mean, he's hunky and <clears throat> like very sympathetic and, and a guy that's like trying, you know, as opposed to just like kind of a facelet or a, a personality list face in you know, is what is the other one. And Patrick Doyle, this is probably one of my favorites up there. Like this is probably number two of my favorites of his, as far as soundtracks go. Little Princess is by far my favorite of his, but then this one is right below it. Next up is Jungle Book based on the Jungle Book. This is the second Jungle Book remake that they have done and came out April 15th, 2016. So one year after Cinderella, this movie did really well. I liked this movie well enough because it was tried to be somewhat different from the original. They added some new storylines that were in the book. However, Mm -hmm. compared to the the 1994 version, I like that one better. I think I do, too. Um, This one's this one's like in between trying to remake the original and trying to be something different. You know, and I think this is one of the first times we see not a hundred percent copying the original, but getting, getting there with a few changes here and there. So, you know, like I, I think I, the part where Baloo is singing with Uh Mowgli, it just feels kind of out of place with the more photorealistic sort of bear. Right. Animation works so well for that. You can suspend your disbelief, but when it's Mm -hmm. a realistic bear, you know, shaking his thing and singing and dancing, it's just odd. It Um, is. And doesn't work as well. It was kind of unneeded. They needed to really drop, the songs for yeah. the most part. So well and then I, I do believe that Neil Sethi, who played Mowgli, is so I mean his acting ability in this movie is just really impressive because the entire thing other than him is right. on a sound screen. And right. I have to give him the props for that because like just to be able to later on make that work is just insane. <laughs> yeah, that's really another good. thing that this whole era 
began was just that everything is CGI. And that's a story for another day. I don't love the full CGI films. They just, they come off strange. They come off uncanny. I don't feel like I'm really in that world. Sometimes it takes the action to a place that's just so unbelievable. You know, there's, there's period that we're like, People are flying out of the sky, not in these movies, but other right. movies, flying out of the sky and fighting. And, and it's just not realistic. I I am so much a proponent of try to do as much as you can with practical effects. It's uh-huh. just so much better of, of a show. And I think Lord of the Rings is a great example of that. They did a lot of miniatures, so many miniatures to get these shots of these buildings and and it, it feels real because it mm-hmm. is real. Yes, it's a small scale of it, but then they, they mix it with CGI in a smart way, but they just don't rely on the CGI. Like, hey, yeah. we're just going to film it here and then like throw throw crap on it. And I think that's maybe why I didn't love some of these. I start not loving these films because they feel so inorganic. Yeah. Especially Alice. You know, Alice is all that way. Yeah. Maleficent, a lot of it's like that. Cinderella, no. Cinderella's great. Jungle Book wasn't near entirely green screen. It's like you couldn't find a real forest. You couldn't even. Yeah. Like, the, nature is so beautiful. Yeah. So anyway, that's, well, I mean, uh, that's, we will see this that's being when a problem. You compare, that's when you compare this one to the 1994. And the 1994 is just everything is real. Yeah. Like everything is on location. All the animals are trained maybe to wave. <laughs> you have the bear who like does a wave thing. Mm-hmm. But other than that, mm-hmm. like every all the animals are just kind of there like, sup? <laughs> yeah. Next up is Alice Through the Looking Glass. I have not seen this one. Once, I don't know, some of these ones, if I didn't necessarily love and wasn't obsessed with the original, I wasn't going to see the sequel. And this was around that time where they started announcing these like every other day we were getting an announcement of another remake and right. I was just kind of turned off by it. So I didn't love Alice enough to go and see the sequel. And so I didn't, I mean, critics did not like it. This was at 29% and yeah. fans at 47, uh, 48%. So also not alone in that. The worst of all of them beating out spoiler alert, Pinocchio, which is last Ooh, on our list. I don't um, understand shocking. how that <laughs> shocking. Um, And I think this really made people realize, made Disney, maybe not, but you would hope they'd realize, oh, you mean we can't just keep going back to that trough and filling up, you know, for a billion dollars? It's like, nope. (laughs) They started really announcing these in 2016. And you think about it, it wasn't that long ago. And if I look at the dates of all of the next coming ones, it's like they all came out in 2019. And it's just like, no wonder we got just so bombarded by these things (laughs) and just be like, shut Mm -hmm. up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sorry. Shut up. is probably a bad word. Um, but it's just like, we have Dumbo, 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 Aladdin and Lion King all come out within a three or four month time period. Too much, (laughs) much too much. We'll we'll get, we'll We'll get get there. Uh, so so we did Alice in Wonderland. Uh, but then here comes Beauty and the Beast. Okay, Beauty. This is the one that just, I, I didn't see it in theaters because I, I started to be really turned off by these at this point in time. I'm just, I'm not interested in seeing these remakes, you know? And they they got Emma Watson to be Belle, but she was not known to be a singer, but this was going to be a movie that had yeah. like these iconic songs. So that always bugs me, you know, they just did her because they, they got her because she played a bookish character, you know, right. and she's, she's a smart girl. Right. But it's just casting. I didn't love it. Some people right. thought it was the greatest thing they've ever seen. Um, 
I love her. I did not love her in this. Right. She's okay. So March 17th, 2017, this one comes out. They just tried to make her too much of what she wasn't. They tried to make her this headstrong 20, you know, two thousands girl who was the, she was the inventor and she was this, and she's the outspoken one. And Belle was a lot of those things, but she just did it in a, a nice way. You know, she right. was so appealing. Um, and her bell is not, but the, my biggest problem with this movie is that it's a side by side remake, almost scene by scene of the original where it's painful. It's pathetic. It's hard to watch. I remember when the first commercial came out for it and it was intriguing and i just remember so many people being like take my money i want to see this movie because they they did the trailer as a side by side of like hello is anybody Mm. here Mm -hmm. and it just it seemed like it was like oh wow they're they're redoing this i think they could have done stuff like that in moments but they try to take liberties in the wrong places i guess i don't know it, uh. <laughs> it also feels very inauthentic because a lot of it is done on the green screen. Yes. So they just have these sweeping shots that just feel unreal. And they just, again, the human mind can tell. You can just tell. And I didn't love a lot of the art direction. You know, they have this Baroque-inspired castle. Everything's so ornate and gaudy and it's just dark it's hard to look at it's not a fun movie to watch i only watched this because we were sent the dvd i needed to do a review for it for the blu-ray and so that's really the only reason i watched the movie and i didn't have great things to say about it and after this point i kind of just made the decision that i'm done with these this was Uh so bad in my my mind and they added these new songs and i was like whatever i just didn't care about any of those things it just was not good and so Unfortunately, from this point on, I have seen very few of the movies on here because I just finally said, no, I'm not going to support this anymore. I don't want them to make any more. I'm going to vote with my dollars. And so mm-hmm. I've kind of done that. So take it away, Chelsea, with Christopher Robin. I have seen some of these. <laughs> Christopher Robin, it was, I would say that Christopher Robin had its charming elements, but also it, it was like it was trying to maybe be Pixar type of like digging into your histories and and maybe trying to like reevaluate your life based on how you were as a child. And eh, it was just also super boring because <laughs> you had a moment where like characters are now out of the hundred acre wood and they're trying to find Christopher Robin. And it's just like, it just doesn't fit. Like it doesn't work and it's kind of boring. And then we move into Dumbo and going back to that, article that you sent me about Tim Burton and in it he said that Dumbo was a little bit of a autobiographical experience and it wasn't until he said that that I was like oh yeah I definitely see that (laughs) because there's a point in time where there is kind of like a Disney-esque kind of theme park that he goes into and he's just like yeah I just feel like the whole thing is just a circus and and I was like yeah I can see that the Dumbo itself I just felt like the, the, you're trying to add too many scenes and Dumbo was like maybe 60 minutes. And then this one was longer. And so it's like, okay, how Mm -hmm. much can you actually add to add? Mm -hmm. Because if you can take a story and take it down, you really shouldn't try to beef it up. 
because then you're just losing the plot. And then Aladdin comes in and I felt like Aladdin could have been something really cool. I grew Mm -hmm. up loving the Fresh Prince and being like, yeah, I'm I'm here for it. If, If Will Smith wants to try to do his take on a genie of what a Will Smith genie would look like. Uh, but because it's, it's impossible mm-hmm. to repeat and the magic of Robin Williams. It is, and it right. should never be tried. Um, Unfortunately, I, they kind of did. They kind of did. And if they would have changed the music portions to be more of a Will Smith kind of vibe, I could have gone with it as being like a, I get it. I get what you're trying to do and you're trying to make something completely completely different it it would be kind of like a hamilton kind of effect where you're taking what you wouldn't expect the revolutionary times of the united states to be put into the hip-hop vibe so i didn't enjoy it the way i wanted it i felt like there were elements and aspects of it that i was like okay i accept this uh but as a whole i felt like they really should have changed it a lot more to be able to go along with will smith in the character versus we're trying to make Will Smith sing these songs, which he's not a singer. He's a rapper. So I don't know. You're just, (laughs) it's, it's going back to a beauty and the beast thing with Emma Watson. Yeah. Emma Watson, how she's not a singer. So really doing a disservice to her because she is not meant like, she does not play this role well and therefore you have to, you know, and I bet the music editor was not a fan of hers. <laughs> so let's edit that voice, honey. <laughs> it just comes off so bad. So, 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 so bad. Anyway. Yeah. I, I saw Aladdin again. It was another Blu-ray that I had received and I was like, okay, fine. I'll see it. But didn't really, I love the original, you know, right. it's my favorite, right. favorite animated film. But again, when you have one, that's your favorite, one of your favorite movies of all time. And they make this. It's, like I just want to watch the original. <laughs> so right. going up next was the Lion King, and this is just the whole laughing stock of yeah. the kingdom because <laughs> it, they claim it's a live action remake when it really is an animated remake. Yeah, and they they're just so they just wanted to trick everyone. I don't know why they were so obsessed with this. They wouldn't put it in the best animated feature category in the oscars it was like who do you think you are right it was just entirely fake and they uh, i didn't see this one so i don't have much to say and we're probably going to breeze through these last little bit but i didn't see this one either i didn't see it because it looks so unappealing you know they made these real looking characters and they just didn't have the emotion the squash and stretch the why do i care to see a real look real life looking lion do all these things that are so fun and unique and different from right. the original. I'd rather go watch the original. Right. It did a billion over a billion oh. dollars and it got me so frustrated because I'm like, we're better than this people. It's not I good. I know. Why can't we acknowledge this? It didn't get my dollars. Still hasn't, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and at 52% critic, 82% audience score. Are you which serious? I'm, 82%? I'm like, who Wait. are these people who but love what? this? I haven't talked to, any person literally zero people who like it so i don't know i don't understand that at all how is that a thing next up we have maleficent mistress of evil october 18th 2019 didn't see this one again i just didn't get around to it at this point in time i had a lot going on and didn't love the first one enough to be like yes i gotta see that one because i 
Yeah. Didn't love, didn't love the first. I did see it. I thought it was kind of a meh experience. Yeah. yeah I didn't feel like they really uh, beefed up. I just, I just felt insincere and just kind of like the characters were not at all fleshed out to be real people. And they were all just uh-huh. kind of caricatures of what they think that it should be. And it was yeah. just, it was just weird. It wasn't unwatchable, but it also wasn't something that I'm like, I want to watch that again. You know? Right. So it was exactly. like one and done. There's I'm good. So many movies like that where you're like, yeah, okay. I had a decent enough time in the theaters, but I'm done with it. You know, I don't aesthetically need to beautiful. Great. Yeah. Moving on. So now we're starting to enter, we're entering the Disney plus era. This was the kind of the flagship movie lady and the tramp to of Disney plus, show, yeah. of Disney plus for them to say, look, we have original content here. You should <laughs> check us out. So the day that this came out, November 12th, 2019 was the day that Disney plus actually launched. And this was one of the, the big things. And it was shocking. It was like, Oh, they they're putting a movie only on Disney plus. At least yeah. that's how I felt, you know, like, Whoa, one of these big movies that they spent tens of millions of dollars to make i'm i can't believe it you know uh, obviously based on lady and the tramp so unfortunately to this point i still haven't seen it because I you know how i feel about the, at the remakes at this point in time it's just like no it just felt no no one has convinced me that i'm missing out on anything i haven't talked to anybody that says you should watch it i've heard it's cute okay i've heard yeah it's it's cute and fun you know 65 percent critic 50 percent um audience score so that's not enough to draw me no these aren't pixar level no 90s you know which we're used to from our last episode uh nerdy couch discussion right so moving on mulan september uh, 4 2020 uh, and i'm trying to remember this was not released in theaters right like it was it going to be was, and then it was yeah. pulled and then it was uh, exclusively to disney plus but with premiere access the you had premiere to pay access that was the difference so they've done they did that for they did that for a few films where you'd pay 20 bucks to, you know, watch it to six weeks before they would release it to the general public on Disney plus people were doing it. Supposedly box office, it did $70 million, you know, somehow, but, um, I didn't see it again. I just, I didn't I see refu- it. I refuse. It was so boring. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was just like, I just remember banging my head like, proverbially <laughs> banging my head against my hand, just being like, stop it, move on. This mm-hmm. is like, what else, what do you want out of me? I can't handle yeah. this. I took all the fun out of Milan, what yeah. I heard. And just, you know, the songs are gone, which is okay, fine. You're going to be serious. Great. And right. they just took Mulan's character from what I've heard. It just, and turned her into something she wasn't. She's like the superhero human strength. She has all yeah. these this is where it comes down to you're, you're creating a character who doesn't have any internal struggles as far as any weaknesses, uh, making her super powerful, but all she, mm-hmm, her mm-hmm. main trials are overcoming other people. And that's just not good character development. Like people have flaws. People mm-hmm. need to look at themselves and be like, you know what? Maybe I am the problem. And this is one of those films that it's just like, no, the heroine must be perfect and must show mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. all others, it's their fault. <laughs> it's like, I feel like you're cry- trying to like get out of something for yourself. Like you're, you're yeah. really not doing an internal look at yourself being like, maybe I am. Th- are we the baddies? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's the children who are wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So that's, that's another element of it that I didn't like, but it was, 
in the end, it was just so boring. So. Okay, so then we have Cruella. Third time's a charm. May 28th, 2021. (laughs) I actually did see this one. And I think it was because I was just itching to go see a a movie Uh in theaters. Um, And it worked out that we're going to have parents night out at the gym. So we could just drop the kids off there. And then we could go watch watch the movie and be back in time. So I saw it. It was fun. Totally different. And I liked that. Um, I, I don't need to watch this movie again, but I liked uh, what they had done with everything to make it different and unique. Yeah. It's a new take on Cruella, a young Cruella. It's an origin story of Cruella, and it's just totally different. Yeah. it's I, You have to look at this as a another universe kind of a feel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. feel. Emma Stone, I like her. Uh, I felt like her outfits and the whole costume design and, and everything about that was really fun. I mean, she, it was hard because you're really trying to create a villain still. And like, I want to be able to root for somebody's story and not just hear like, a, this is why they're crappy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then um, the other one is the fa- the fact that the very, the, the very end is Pongo and Perdita are litter mates, which is I have issues Ooh. with. <laughs> we don't, we don't do that. We don't do that. I have issues. I have issues. Uh. Rightfully so. So next up is this last of the bunch, Pinocchio. Just barely came out September 8th, 2022 to the worst of all reviews of all time. Well, except for Alice through the looking glass, apparently. 27%. This is just, I haven't seen it, but everything I've seen it's is like, bad. why? It's bad. It's horrible. It it takes all the cool stuff about Pinocchio and it just washes it clean you know like when he goes to pleasure island he's he doesn't want to be there he's an unwilling participant you know Uh and and there's no longer beer there and they're not smoking and he just like oh i don't want to touch the root beer and (laughs) and before he literally needed a conscience because he made bad decisions he was a bad boy to some extent he just didn't know and you know in the movie in the original, like he goes to Pleasure Island and he's participating in all the pleasurable fun, you know, and right. he needs to learn. And there's a lesson, there's consequences. And right. this, from what I've heard, is just not that. And it's it's kind of like, why? <laughs> and it's Tom Hanks playing just like Tom Hanks in another role. Like Tom Hanks with a mustache and a bad Italian accent. Yeah. And <laughs> like at the very end, he doesn't turn back or it doesn't turn into a real boy. <sighs> You're like, left. What are, what are we doing here, folks? <laughs> what is the point? Oh gosh! This was a Disney Plus exclusive, um, and it, again, just proving my point that Disney Plus, after a few years, to me, just kind of feels like the direct to DVD. Like we weren't good enough. We weren't going to waste time releasing you to theaters, so we're just going to dump you over there. Yes. So, and this is, yeah, there's no way they would have let this go into theaters. But then, like, how did it get to this point? So that's what I'm saying. They, at this point. I mean, they must have paid him a lot of money. Yeah. Just for, just to know that you're going straight to Disney Plus. Yeah. These last few years haven't really taught them anything. They have 16 of these live action remakes in the can. Um, Four of them have release dates going through 2024. There's Mufasa, the Lion King, like another oh, no. one. What? It's uh, it's a billion dollars, honey. Uh, remember well, the money. Re- oh, remember money. Alice yes. in Wonderland, how that didn't happen right. again. Mm, yeah. Okay. We'll see how it goes. So anyways, um, that's for another day. If we want to analyze what's coming up next, you let us know. But 
these are our thoughts. I'm not even going to rank them because I don't think it's fair. I'll let Chelsea rank them, but well, what are your top of the things that you've seen? What are your top four? I thought four. I'll just top. give you my top. Number one is okay. Cinderella. Cinderella does everything right. It's perfect. It's different. It's unique. It builds on a new story. Chef's kiss. Yeah. Okay. So I actually, I don't even want to do four. I'm just going to do three <laughs> my, or top two, maybe. Uh, top one is Cinderella. Next would be 1994 Jungle Book. And then maybe the the other Jungle Book, mm-hmm. 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the only, only three that I feel like I would even watch again. Being like, yeah, all right, I'll watch that. Yeah. Everything else, I'm like, eh. <laughs> no, yeah, I feel yeah, exactly. I feel pressured. <laughs> so this does not have the same aura of happiness and excitement, you know, as when we were reviewing Pixar's films, right, like, or Disney films. These are just kind of like, ugh, such a slog to get through. So I just I get why they're doing it, but I don't get why they keep doing this. They're they're not good, <laughs> and I I think they know they're not good. This is the, the Bob Chapek era, which is a nerdy couch discussion that we'll be doing future. Uh huh. Is ranking the the Disney CEOs. <laughs> so stay tuned. That's going to be a really fun one, but Chapik, not my guy. So I'll just spoil it right there. So anyways, let <laughs> us know your thoughts on this episode of the animation addicts podcast. You can leave us comments on the page, rotoscopers.com slash two seven, seven. You can also leave us voicemails. Of course, rotoscopers.com slash voicemails. And thanks to all of the patrons who, you know, you can suggest films, Matthew for suggesting this. We just got off a really fun call, our rotocast with the patrons and had a fun, fun time. So thanks all for your support. And that's all we have for today. Until next time, we we are are the Rotoscopers. Sorry, I was, um, were you burping? <laughs> right. I mean, can you really, uh, not 2016 but. was not that long ago. Chelsea has frozen. I'm still here. What? I'm, I'm not frozen. Are you frozen? You're frozen. I'm not frozen. You're frozen. What happened? Checking Wi-Fi. Switching Wi-Fi. And I'm back. Am I back? Are you back? Hey. I'm back. I don't know. I I switched me. I don't know who that was, but I did go ahead and just switch my internet just in case. So Yeah, I switched mine to my other one too, um, because internet is still recording. Okay. Why does it have to do though? Like had a good thing going. All right, so let's keep going. Um Now you're frozen again. Oh. You've been listening to the Animation Addicts podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave us a five-star review. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to help spread the word, be sure to share the podcast with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag us at Rotoscopers on Instagram and use the hashtag Animation Addicts. For all the links and full show notes for this episode, go to rotoscopers.com slash podcast. Now, if you still can't get enough for your animation fix, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and visit rotoscopers.com for more animation news, reviews, and interviews. Thanks for listening.